welcome to Growth Schema, the show where we discuss leadership, team management, and everything in between. I'm your host, Daniel, and today's episode is inspired by an HR event that we've attended just a couple of days ago, and which was themed Breaking the Silos. In fact, today I will be sharing some lessons that I've learned during this conference. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to give you some context on the topic that we will be discussing. So what are working silos? Working silos are usually defined as situations where individuals and teams work on the same objective and in the same organization, but don't communicate well enough together. As you might imagine, this causes some divide between the organizational goals and the departmental goals. As you might also imagine, these do not happen in an unnatural manner. Most organizations are divided into departments, ranks, there are schedules in organization, and even some businesses operate in a different geographical location. The key here is that leaders need to be able to manage these moving parts, especially when organizations are not within the same premises. Back to the conference. Alright, so this was my second time attending this conference and I was actually quite looking forward for this event because the first time I've attended was a very educational experience for me. So I entered the hall and like most conferences, we had the option to sit wherever we wanted. So for this event I was attending alone, the only thing I knew was that one of my good friends was going to attend for the same conference. However, I arrived quite early for the conference, so I had to, to do some networking on my own. I sat on the first table that I've encountered, introduced myself to the people around the table, and we had some uh, good chats. The, the way that the event started um, was quite interesting. By this time, my friend had already arrived and we were sitting next to each other. We haven't met for quite uh, a long time, so we appreciated the couple of minutes that we had um, of conversation, but these were interrupted by the organizers. As with most conferences, they give you a tag at the check-in position and underneath my name there was a number. That number indicated the table on which I had to sit. So as soon as the event started, we had to shift around um, find the people who had the matching number, the matching table number, and we had to sit on a different table. I found it quite interesting because we had to network by default, even if we were sitting next to people with whom we are used to speaking and having a conversation. We had no choice but to network, so I appreciated that. In fact, I've met with new people who I was never in contact with, so that was quite interesting. It kind of puts you in um, outside of your comfort zone and um, the flight or fight instincts kicks in. So that's how the event started. As soon as we joined the table and we introduced ourselves as well to our new network, we had an activity. During this activity, we had to rank the causes or the possible causes of silos, such as departments, rank, schedule, geographic location. And after this activity, to my surprise, the most dominant factor was departmental. So the audience in this conference felt that the departmental factor is the greatest contributor to working in silos. I personally chose the geographical location as the dominant factor when it comes to working silos. I feel that um, by default, working in a different geographical location uh, detaches the team in a, in a physical manner, which makes it more difficult or challenging for the organization to support the teams in different locations and working together. 
However, after some personal reflection and group discussions around the table, I quickly came to realize that Malta being a small country, even though our places are highly diversified and some companies have offices offshores, we tend to operate in a departmental manner. At this stage, an interesting conversation started on our table where we were challenging the negative aspects of silos. Personally, before going to this conference, I knew the title, I knew uh, the speakers. However, I haven't given the topic much thought. I wanted to, to go to this conference with a, with a blank state and then um, absorb as much information as I possibly can. So I did no prior research to this. Um, I knew what working silos is, but that's it. So at some point uh, during this conversation, a thought came to mind and I was wondering what makes silos so bad. So I shared this with the group and we um, uh, had a good chat about this and the dominant factor and as it was later outlined in this conference, what makes silos so bad and so different from teams or departments per se is the attitude towards the team. When we use the term working in silos, we are usually referring to the team um, being detached from the organization or to explain that the organization is working in a fragmented manner. And, and obviously that leads to poor decision making most of the time, a decreased level of customer experience, job satisfaction and employee engagement. However, I came to realize that that is only the surface level of this phenomenon. What makes silos so bad and damaging to the organization is because when teams are working in silos, they resort to what in psychology we call groupthink. Groupthink is a psychological phenomenon developed in the 1970s by the social psychologist Irving Yanis and is described as a situation where people thrive for consensus within a group um, which may lead to lack of innovation within the team. There is no expression of opinion. There is no generation of new ideas, so the team reaches a form of stagnation, which is obviously not very healthy. At this stage, when teams become sort of stuck, this usually creates negative feelings among people, which is then tied with an increased turnover, once again a decreased level of customer experience, low employee morale, and overall a toxic corporate culture. And so, during this conference, I quickly realized the negative aspects and the possible dangers of companies working in silos. Well, luckily for us, during the same conference, there were um, some very good keynote speakers which shared their insights on how we can overcome or even prevent working in silos. And um, I feel that the most concept that stuck with me was a particular approach that one of the speakers suggested um, which is an increased level of consciousness amongst the individuals and the team. Naturally, this goes a little bit beyond the company communicating their vision, mission and values and actually living these during the day-to-day. -day. Um, I would say that's actually the first step in order to mitigate the silos. So, so let's imagine that these are set, the teams are operating effectively, they have their goals, they have their targets. However, we just want to prevent the team from reaching a, a level of stagnation or else a misalignment with the company's vision and the team's vision. The aspect that was suggested here by this keynote speaker was that the team is more conscious. By the team, I mean all of the individuals within that particular team. So... Apart from the traditional team building events, which are more oriented towards the fun aspect, 
the team actually sits down together and have frequent grounding sessions so that they can increase their level of consciousness together. And this was quite interesting because in most of our videos, we usually mention the term awareness and the more aware the individual is, the better leader they are in many occasions because they know um, their strengths and the areas that they need to improve upon. As well, they have honed their ability to feel vulnerable around, around other people, which is a very important skill to master, both as a leader and even as a, as a team member. Um, when we are vulnerable with one another, we are not only being authentic, but we are also um, telling the other person that we, that we trust them. So unless we are unable to reach uh, that level as a team, it means that there might be some trust issues. So the team needs to address that. And one way of addressing that, as the speaker suggested, is by holding these sessions of gratitude, meditation, giving um, feedback to one another, and actually appreciating the person that we have in front of us, appreciating that they are also an individual with their difficulties. So according to the speakers, it is important for the team to have these heart-to-heart -heart conversations so that um, individuals can let themselves feel vulnerable. There is the, the element of trust which is harnessed and taken to the next level. And during these um, grounding sessions, the team um, becomes more united. This can easily start within the department, within the team, within the, the people working on the same schedule. However, as the speaker suggests, these need to be taken at a company-wide level so that all the individuals within the company are aligned and are united with one another. So the level of difficulty with this also increases because it's easier to feel vulnerable and to feel um, to reach a level of a certain level of groundness uh, within the people that you're you're working on a daily basis and with the people that you're closest. Um, however, it's even harder to reach the same level with people that um, see as frequently, perhaps, or you don't work as closely with because your work is not related or because you're working on different projects. This might be the key to reach a greater level of alignment within an organization. And even it might be um, a very good practice to foster that family-like feeling or a sense of well-being, which will then have a great impact on the loyalty that the individual will have towards the organization and the sense of ownership towards the work the person does. And that's it for today's episode. This was actually my first time recording an episode without a guest. And I must say it was more challenging than I've anticipated. Um, it's a bit awkward speaking on your own, um, just you and the mic. However, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode as well. Thank you for listening and I see you on the next one.